alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Welcome to the 48th Annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my pal, Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. Uh, you know what? We got to be rejoicing. I know everyone enjoys the weather report. We got to be rejoicing in <laughs> Minnesota because I see about two days from now, uh, it's supposed to be like 35 degrees. So that means potentially, potentially winter's over. Depends if Obama decides to turn off his weather machine or not. Yeah, that would be nice. I did see uh, you guys might have some snow coming through, but yeah, I got out of work today and uh, my car temperature said 82. So I was pretty, pretty happy about that. Kind (laughs) of rolled the windows down when I came home. So just got to rub it in my face, don't you? Yeah, just every fucking time. (laughs) No, it's funny because, like, I can't remember if it was uh, maybe, like, Saturday or Sunday, and uh, it had been a really nice day, and then all of a sudden it fucking snowed, like, three or four inches overnight. I'm just like, can this shit be over finally, please? Yeah, that fucking schizophrenic weather. Yeah, I know. I'm ready ready for it to be gone. it's It's all I want. So... Uh, anything new in your neck of the woods, Phil? No, nothing. Uh, I saw an amazing sight. There was a woman who actually put her shopping cart away and on her way, she grabbed a loose shopping cart, added it to her cart and put it back in the little receptacle. So it was amazing. Felt like it was a national geographic, something you never see in real life. Wow. That is, you don't see that too often. Like that is a genuinely good Samaritan there. More people should take cues from that lady there. That's all I can say. Yeah. She definitely must not have been from Mesa, Arizona, because (laughs) I don't think anyone like from here actually would do that. So, Hey, I should ask you, did you, have you been watching the XFL? Uh, I've seen a little bit of it and I've seen highlights. I, I I watched like a little bit of one game just because I can still remember when that first came out. You know, that show like. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if Vince McMahon can pull it off, but uh, you're a big wrestling fan. Is it like still going downhill or? Well, I mean, the 2001 or whatever version of it was just absolute dog shit. But this version, they've actually got it pretty grounded. So. They're uh they're not trying to compete with the NFL like they were before. Now it's just kind of like, oh, it's just spring ball, you know. Yeah. Just uh just just trying to put the best games on that we can and that's <laughs> it, which is nice. It, they're not going for the theatrics like they did last time. Yeah, I but, I rem- I think you were visiting me here in Minnesota when we watched the documentary about it and like yeah. all the clips of like Vince McMahon and you take the players with all these uh, girls in bikinis and stuff, and I'm just like, Jesus, this is not WWE, dude. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. And they had uh, Jesse Ventura commentating for one of the games, and it was just, it was golden TV. 
but some of the shit that he was saying. I'm guessing that's before that's before the uh, alleged CIA's after him or whatever. That was while he was governor of Minnesota. He did that. Really? I guess I had. Well, I was going to say, I don't think I had moved up here yet. Yeah, that was that was a way long time ago. Uh, We were still in high school. Apparently, according to him, the first time that he was ever like confronted by the CIA was when he was elected governor. Apparently, they were trying to figure out like how the hell he did it. And he was basically telling them like, I won the election. That's how I won governor, you know, and they like thought he cheated or did something shady Mm. because he came from out of nowhere to win. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Minnesota is kind of, I don't want to say like super progressive in that matter, but I think they're more willing to elect somebody uh, a little off the beaten path more than most states would. That's kind of the impression I always get. Take a chance on a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, let's get to this week's hot sheets. We are obviously going back to the Weekly World News, possibly the greatest newspaper ever made, in my opinion. Um, this particular issue is from January 20th, 1981. So about, uh, you know, almost 40 years ago at this point. Uh, we're going back to Madame Bennett's. Uh, World of the Unusual. This seems to be my favorite article in the entire magazine. Uh, we'll read a few stories here. First one we're going to read here is CIA mum about its psychic squad. Uh, the Central Intelligence Agency has refused to comment on charges that it may have psychic psychics on its staff spying on other governments and gazing into the future. But, remarkably, a CIA document recently made public fueled the claim by the American citizens for honesty in the government, I didn't even know that was a thing, that such a psychic squad exists. Uh, That document outlines the establishment of such a branch of ESP experts and stresses the need for tight security about the new espionage superweapon. So what do you... What do you feel about that, Phil? Well, first of all, if you're looking for honesty in the government, that's a pretty fucking futile uh, little group you belong to. (laughs) But I do believe they made a movie, uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, that was all about that. Really? The uh, CIA's psychic squad or whatever. I don't know exactly what they were called. I remember I really didn't like that movie. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, I mean... They definitely, I don't know, it was it was pretty out there, but I guess it was because the program was so out there. It was mostly people just trying to use their psychic abilities to find out what bad guys were doing around the world. Is mm. from what I, from all the stuff that I've heard about, like in documentaries and shit, like them talking about it. Um, I, I forgot exactly what it's called, but basically, you're trying to almost jump into their mind, like across the world, to kind of figure out what's going on over there. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that just leaves leads me to believe that uh, Miss Cleo is just a uh, government shill. Oh, yeah. Could be. <laughs> Can you imagine? Maybe, like, she, maybe she's a slow leaker. She's just leaking this out. Uh, well, I think she's passed away now, but... Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine someone from like the CIA director calls her and she does that accent? How you doing, child? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me jump to the second story here. It's a, uh, this one's a little darker, actually. 
Uh, it's titled Witch Boils Boyfriend Alive. Uh, <laughs> a witch boiled her boyfriend alive and let him die in anguish because he tortured her cats. Yvonne Kleinfelder, who is the high priestess of a double coven of witches, was convicted in Chicago of murdering John Comer. Uh, Comer, age 46, was a pinball machine tester. Uh, he was found scolded, naked, and near death in the couple's apartment. He told ambulance attendants that Yvonne had boiled him. The woman claimed she poured boiling water on Comer when he tried to kill her with a knife. She says he frequently tried to burn down their apartment and was continuously torturing her cats. Uh, she said she regular, regularly beat him with a cat leash and burned him with cigarettes in an effort to teach him to mend his ways, but the treatment failed. Wow. Okay. So I would say this is what we would call a textbook toxic relationship. What do you think? Well, I mean, really, <laughs> this situation can occur anytime you date a woman with cats. Yes. It's just not a good idea. <laughs> Don't date a woman with cats. That's also, your rule? That is, is that your rule, Phil? Yeah, that's uh, – I've lived it by it. You know, works out pretty well. Anytime you meet a cat chick, she's always a little weird. Not like if she's got one cat, that's fine. Yeah. But if you talk to a chick and she starts like t giving you names of like her friends and then you find out a little later on that it's all cats, you're like, oh, okay, that's good. I want to know how I can get a job as a pinball tester. Yeah, that sounds like a sweet job. That <laughs> and a roller coaster tester. Like that would be sweet. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm a little afraid of roller coasters. Shocking. I don't like heights, but... Nah, I don't know if fine. you'd want to be a tester, though. Like, you, you'd you be the guy who might die. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> I mean, 99.9% .9 of your job is awesome. And then that last 1%, like, 0.1% comes at the end, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> after the fucker crashes, you're never getting on one again. Now you're a supervisor. <laughs> All right, let's hear Madam Bennett's prediction for the week. Astounding and irrefutable archaeological discoveries will prove that the Garden of Eden was located in Scotland. Ah, uh, did that happen, Phil? Uh, I do not believe that happened. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll get him next week, Miss Bennett. Uh, I believe one of these days we're going to read your prediction and it's going to be spot on. Okay, so you're 0 for 3 right now, but you know what? God damn it. I think I think in the near future it's coming. So anyway, should we dive into the meat and potatoes here, Phil? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, with our popularity from a prior episode being time travelers, I figured, you know what? They're so damn fun. Why don't we dive back in and hear about some more time travelers? Um, now... We're going to, once we get through the first two people, we're going to notice a little pattern. Um, <laughs> and then we'll discuss that. But uh, we'll start off with Noah the Time Traveler. Have you heard of this gentleman at all? Is he the one who uh, blurs out his face? He makes YouTube videos and tries to make predictions? Uh, you're, yes, I believe so. Um, if you've seen the blurred out face and he's wearing a... Uh, Minnesota Gophers Golden or Minnesota Golden Gophers uh, T-shirt. That's him. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you've. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about all his uh, 
uh, his predictions or whatever, but they're, they're pretty wild. So Noah first appeared on the YouTube channel Paranormal Elite in November of 2017, claiming that he was from the year 2030. So not that far in the future, you know, uh, he's about 13, 13 years uh, ahead of us, so it's not too bad. Now, mm-hmm. if you watch the video, he claims that he he's actually 50 years old, okay? But he has been taking super secret drugs to retain his youth. Uh, and in the video, he obviously looks like a young teenager, essentially. Uh, do you remember yeah. that? Late teens, early 20s is kind of what he... What the look of him, look and sound of him. But <laughs> hopefully he's wearing that Minnesota Golden Gopher. Hopefully he's wearing that Minnesota Golden Gopher shirt because uh, he's just a bandwagon fan. And they become a dynasty. That'd be awesome. Oh, I think in 2017 they sucked ass. No, I mean in the future. Oh, like in the 2020s. Oh, good point, Phil. You know what? Maybe, maybe you they're really good. Dimensionally. Then. Like they're the new. <laughs> Fucking SE, they're the new Alabama in the year 2030. Yeah, exactly. They're on like a six year roll. I mean, that's very possible. I highly doubt it. Now, anyway, yeah. uh, he claims that we have had time travel technology since 2003, but it is only used by highly secretive uh, organizations. The ability to time travel will not be released to the public until the year. 2028 so i mean you know if time travel did exist i'm pretty sure this is how it would exist you know like obviously they're not gonna let the public have access to it right oh no the peasantry wouldn't be let in on that not at all i don't know if you could trust the general public with time time travel though no i wouldn't trust anybody honestly to not fuck with it I wouldn't I would especially not trust like the elite, though, because, you know, they would fuck with it and they would know how to fuck with it. Now, like, are you OK? So apparently and in, in some of these guys I was hearing about, there's essentially two types of time travel. If we base them on movies, OK, we have like the back to the future time travel, which has a butterfly effect in the future. And then we have I think it's the monkey shines. uh time travel where no matter what you do in the past it can affect the future so if you were to believe time travel exists which side of the fence would you fall on um i would believe Ooh, i think it would happen that you would kind of like create a parallel dimension like you would split off the timeline into two different uh dimensions so you would have your original timeline and then you would have like working alongside of it because you changed one little thing would be the new timeline so, so I so I think that'd be more along the lines of the monkey shines time travel belief. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Basically, you couldn't like the original timeline that you came from wouldn't be affected because you would go back and be on a new timeline. Yeah. So your timeline would be safe. It's just now you're living in this alternate timeline. Yeah, I th- I think that's essentially what I haven't seen the movie, but when I was watching scenes of it, essentially, I think that's what it is because. He travels back in time, but he can't change the future because he's just stuck in that timeline, which would mean the timeline that he came from is just existing like it did before. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So essentially what you you're saying there. Uh, anyway, now 
he traveled back to our time and now he's stuck here apparently um another youtube channel called apex tv found noah for an interview and allegedly okay i'm air quoting here they hooked him up to a lie detector uh, device and claimed that he answered all of the questions without telling a single lie mind you in the video it's literally him sitting in a chair with like a fucking heart rate monitor finger thing and like maybe a few wires on his body so there's no equipment or anything. It's just like wires dangling off of this guy. So there's that. It, it looks like it's just an old telephone that they pulled apart and put on a table. <laughs> just they had the little even, wires coming no, out of it. They don't even show that part. All they show oh, is really? his body with wires coming off of it. <laughs> with the cord wrapped around his chest, yeah. like that old style, the monitor they used to put on. Yeah, yeah. it's just... On the Maury Povitz show. <laughs> See, they should have sent Noah to Mari. He would have got the truth out of him. Yeah, Mari. That's what it is. Yeah. Mari's the fucking man. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, let's let's start with uh, a few of Noah's bold claims about the future. Uh, he asked quite a few, so buckle up. Now, Noah claims that aliens are coming to Earth, and as he puts it, um, they will crash all over the place. Aliens do, in fact, have slender bodies uh, that we know, like greys and whatever. But he claims their skin is actually similar to that of an alligator or a seahorse. So, all the pictures we've seen, they have smooth skin. According to Noah, they have, like, textured skin. Oh, so look forward to that, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Could an alligator-skinned alien be attractive to you, Phil? No, nah, probably not. I like how he always goes. <laughs> I'm going to shit on this a little bit. I like how they always go with like, oh, yeah, it's just like you imagine. But there's one little itty bitty difference. Yeah. Like my little shine on it. Yeah. You know? I in, his, love that. in his mind, uh, all aliens have seahorse skin, I guess. So, yeah. What a weird thing. Like an alligator or a seahorse. What two distinctly different animals to compare skin to? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, according to Noah, you know, while aliens arriving on Earth does sound a little scary, uh, humans and aliens will make peace and will eventually just coexist together. Um, These particular aliens will have came from a planet known as Lewis 33 that contains as a much higher level of nitrogen than Earth does. Uh, Apparently, I couldn't really tell if that's what the aliens call it. But we call it in the scientific name for uh, Planet 369. Okay, so I I don't know why we call it something different than what they call it. You know what I mean? It's a little weird. You'd think that, (laughs) I mean, he claims that it has a higher nitrogen level than Earth does. But Earth has like 70 some percent nitrogen. So (laughs) I guess guess they're higher. I I don't know. He didn't. He doesn't give an exact number, obviously. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. Or no. like scientific evidence or anything. Come on. Well, it'd be great if he could just point it out and then we could do the fucking little like we can we can actually figure out what a planet's atmosphere is made out of if he would just point it out to us. So. Well, I didn't see it, but apparently like while he's answering questions, he's like looking through this alleged like notebook or something. I, I don't know. It's really kind of stupid. His journal? Yeah, his time traveler's journal, I guess. I I don't know. 
All right. The Hitchhiker's Guide. To- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that movie was based on the life and times of Noah the Time Traveler. Could have been. All right. Obviously, you can't have a time traveler without this. Uh, there will be another great war. Um, Noah doesn't give an exact name for said war, but it's either between the United States and North Korea or North Korea and South Korea, uh, I, with the United States ba- backing him up, one of the two. Um, but Noah claims after the war, North Korea will go back to the way it used to be ran, which I'm assuming means they're not going to be a dictatorship. Okay. I, I guess. After the war is over. So I guess they're going to teach them a lesson? Possibly. I mean, they've <laughs> had a dictator since the end of World War Two. Before that, they were run by Japan for a while. So. <laughs> I don't. Hey, you got to ask Noah, not me, Phil. Yeah, I don't know. I'll ask Noah. I'm, I'm <laughs> Send sorry. him an email. <laughs> Look him up on yeah. YouTube. You can find him. Now, Noah also claims that humans are going to begin plugging themselves into computers. Um, but he doesn't go into detail too much, but it kind of sounds like kind of like the Rectally. Matrix, I guess. <laughs> oh, like, like in the back and neck? Yeah, like we're going to plug in and like download information and all of that, I guess. I could see that actually happening in like maybe 50 years. That'd well, be, aren't they, you would need like an interface, but yeah. Aren't they starting now to like download people's memories and stuff or something like that? Like they're trying to do that. Um, they're what they're trying to do now is they're trying to scan people's like, um, like their brain. Uh, how do I put this? Like, you know how there's like little different like synapses and all of the little like electrical sparks in the brain. So they're trying to like figure out those and like they'll show you an image of like an apple. And they'll show you an image of a car and then they'll like measure it so that they can kind of figure out like what this person's thinking by like figuring out kind of like how you dissect language. It's the same way. So that's, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to read people's mind that way. That's kind of cool actually. Yeah. All right. So continuing on here, um, mapping, that's what it's called. Oh, really? Yeah. I was trying to think of the word. It's, I think it's mapping, but so let me do a quick tangent here. My tattoo artist last time I was there, I don't know if I talked about this at all, but he, he claimed he was reading this article that they had figured out a way kind of to like transfer information from one person to another, right? Like mm-hmm. they had this really, really experienced seasoned pilot and they hooked like mapped out his brain or something and they hooked it up to people who have never flown before and kind of like transferred the uh, information or memory into the other heads or whatever. And apparently these people like retained what was it like 30% of the information from the other man's head or something like that. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's, he said it was on like a science uh, magazine article or something, but he said he couldn't finish reading it. Cause it's one of those stupid ones where you click, uh, click on the website and then you have to like pay for it to read the rest of the article. Oh, it's one of those situations like, uh, like the New York times. Where they give you the first two or three paragraphs, and then the paywall jumps up and forces you out. Yeah, basically, that's what he made it sound. So he said he didn't finish reading it, but it sounded really cool. I can only imagine we'll start hearing more of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought you were going to say he read it in like the article in a magazine. 
no, I was no, thinking no. in my head, like, oh, you read it in a magazine? Are you sure you didn't just see a YouTube video on it? <laughs> well, between customers, I guess nowadays websites for magazines we have to just call it reading it in a magazine. I guess kind of right. Pretty much. I mean, I really you don't really see mag like people actually buying magazines anymore, unless it's at like the dentist office or something like that. Those stupid highlights magazines. Oh, from like nineteen ninety three. Yeah, <laughs> same ones. All right, now uh, another thing here, along with plugging into computers, Noah claims that you'll be able to put on these like goggles, right? And you can see any event that transpires in either the future or the past. So, like, you can watch time travel, I guess, if that makes sense. Uh, not even a little. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's a cool idea, but I think they actually did it on uh, Rick and Morty episode. So that's well, if this is an adolescent, where he got it from. Yeah, I was going to say, if this is an adolescent kid, it's probably where he got it from. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, this his next prediction might scare some people. Uh, he claims that we're going to be living in a one world country. Um, mainly because humans and aliens are not living together, so they decided to create a one-world utopia, I guess, and that uh, obviously that means there'll be a global currency as well. So NWO shit there, I guess. I mean, in reality, like, if you really think about it, how much would it affect your day-to-day life? Because it's not like you would have to move, you know? I mean, you would just see different flags. That's it. It, I, it wouldn't be much different. You'd have different money, but money's all on our card now, so it wouldn't be any different. When's th- the last time you paid cash for anything? I think people's fear with the one world government is that all it would take is one dictator to control everybody. Well, I mean, you know, I I don't know, I don't know. We're in the same situation now. Where, <laughs> I mean, just on a smaller level, it's not that different. Well, you know what we uh. We'll save that debate for probably when we do the NWO or whatever. Yeah, that's true. We'll <laughs> get back on topic here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I always it's always so funny when you see like alien movies and all that, like like read it in books or whatnot, sci-fi books. It's every time the aliens invade, like they're always the ones who shoot first, or they're always the ones who like engage first. And it's like, oh, the people would have been peaceful, but these darned aliens, you know. It's like, no, dude, we would have, you know, every time, if you think about it, we would fire the first shot. Like somebody would get trigger happy. Somebody oh, would yeah. miscommunicate something, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Well, you've seen Mars Attacks, right? I was just thinking about Mars Attacks. In Mars Attacks, um, it was, there was a, a hippie chick who like threw a, a, the dude who threw a bird up in the air and the alien shot the bird. Then the alien started shooting everybody. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh Something that surprised me, I think, I can't remember, I think that movie's directed by Peter Jackson, the guy who made Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I'm I pretty sure. i watch that one again. It's a good-ass movie. I don't, I don't know what people are saying here. But anyway. Great documentary. <laughs> uh, Noah says global warming's going to continue to intensify. Uh, forest fires are going to become a uh, much larger problem than they already are. Uh, eventually huge chunks of land will be completely submerged in water. Um, and he claims all of this is going to happen between 2019 and 2030. So we're in the meat of it right now, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, people have been predicting that for a while, but so he is on track there. It's just, you know. <laughs> well, technically, the fires thing, I guess, is kind of true. Yeah, there has been a lot more, uh, like, all the forest fires, and it's been, uh, Australia's, basically the entire continent was on fire. Yeah. Uh, this last winter was, well, it's summer for them, but, yeah, their entire continent uh, was, basically had forest fires all over the place. I haven't heard much about that recently. I wonder if that's kind of like all under control finally. I don't know. Like the coronavirus thing happened and then everyone shut up about it. So, ah, yeah. The uh, one track mind of the uh, current media. Oh, yeah. You, they can't do multiple stories anymore. It's no. just one thing. And then they fucking jump on it for three days straight or Trump for three and a half years <laughs> every day. The uh, that one crazy person podcast i was telling you about before the uh for the episode that we're not going to talk about is uh he claims the coronavirus is just the mark of the beast or something oh yeah that's yeah cute. so i uh, keep an eye out for that anyway <laughs> so uh noah says humans are going to begin to live in the sky and in space as well as living on mars and planet 369 or three yeah 369 he he almost made it sound like we're gonna figure out how to have flying houses, kind of. I, yeah. I guess, like the Jetsons. Maybe they'll all be put on huge fucking <laughs> like pylons. That'd be kind of cool. I just I just want a car I can put in my briefcase. Yeah, just walk it to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, now Noah, these next predictions are kind of like uh, in the near future, I guess, or should have already happened. Uh, <laughs> He claims there will be a huge UFO sighting that will make an appearance in January of 2019. It didn't happen. Uh, There will be a massive snowstorm that hits the Midwest in February of 2019 that will end up wiping out several major cities. That didn't happen. No, not quite. (laughs) In April of 2019, we will cure blindness as far as i know i don't think that's happened no i've seen blind people walking around (laughs) uh he we will cure paralysis in june of 2019 didn't i don't think that's happened either nothing (laughs) uh now this next one uh could happen on november 3rd 2020 donald j trump will be re-elected so noah claims that Donald Trump will have two terms. So I guess we'll have to revisit that one in like what, uh, six months? No, like eight months from now. Yeah, it's well, he said that in 2017, right? Yeah. It sounds like he's going for pretty big, like, shock value with a lot of his uh, little predictions. <laughs> if he gets one right, then you know what? I don't know. I yeah. guess then he will be truthful. Um, let me see uh, here. That is true. All you need is one big home run and it fucking hides all of the strikeouts that you had. So, <laughs> Well, these next couple are uh, could happen in the near future, I guess. So he claims the aliens will officially make their appearance in August of uh, 2028. He claims MLK's daughter will be elected as president in November of 2028. And finally, in January of 2029, we will create a chip called the one that will massively expand human brain capabilities. So I guess those are things we could look forward to. What do you think? 
Um, I mean, I don't know MLK's daughter. Like, I don't know if she's political or how old she. Well, she'd be she'd be getting up there, I think, by about 2028. So, I mean, it could um, happen, I guess. Yeah, that's true. She'd be probably in her 70s, maybe, depending on how old she is. That whole chip thing sounds pretty interesting. I don't know. That's one of those things they probably wouldn't share with the public right away, though. No, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just like it, it's something they put in there that just makes like the neurons or whatever fire more in your head, which makes your brain more powerful, maybe or something. <laughs> it just everyone thinks that it's going to make you like a superhuman, but it just makes you addicted to going on Amazon and just buying everything. <laughs> that's all. That's all it does. It just turns your fucking dopamine levels way fucking Jackson up. <laughs> Everybody acts like a fucking heroin addict or a meth head. Like a fiend every time the fucking like computer screen turns on, they're just fucking going crazy. Like, oh god, I got a shop. <laughs> we'll have to start ha- hanging uh, cat toys around the house for uh, humans to play with to keep uh, their brain busy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep them off the fucking phones. All right. Now, about two years after Noah made uh, these bold claims, a 16-year-old YouTuber named Dennis Bell or Beal claimed that uh, he was actually Noah the Time Traveler. He claims that Apex TV approached him when he was only 14 years old and offered him money to pretend that he was a time traveler from the year 2030. I see now the the guy does kind of look like him. He claims he was getting death threats and stuff from people. But uh, like how would this YouTube channel find him when he was 14 years old to like do all this shit? I don't know. It sounds like one of those deals where a person kind of like, you know how they have the shadowy face? Yeah. He kind of looked at it like, oh, yeah, I could probably pull that off. And then he just goes, you know, says, oh, it's me, you know, because if he's claiming that he's worried about getting death threats, then why would he expose himself? I don't know. He's yeah. I, I don't know. It's kind of Sounds a, like he just wants to be YouTube famous. That see, that's what I was thinking. Like, he kind of looks like him, but not really. I, I don't know. He's he's whatever. Um, now. Let's move on to the next guy, He because he kind of relates to Noah in a way. Um, in November of 2018, a British man named Lewis Walker of Leicester uh, claimed to be from the year 4413. Okay, so nice. he's, <laughs> he's way in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, until now, the only people who had ever heard Mr. Walker's story were his wife, his children, and the people who orchestrated his venture into the future. Now, according to Mr. Walker, he was uh, he was introduced to the Ministry of Defense by his father and by 1977 worked his way up the ranks until he was given clearance to time travel technology. So, you know, he's just, uh, he, he's so good. They're like, we gotta send you. Into the future, sir. Wow, you are so special. <laughs> We're going to bump you straight up the ladder. You know, it's great. Here's your cover, though. You're going to be a bus driver. <laughs> but at night, you're going to be a time traveler. Hell That's what yeah. you're going to do. Now, the time travel program was supposedly looking for test subjects to send forward in time from a, quote, top secret base at the bottom of the Engl- English Channel. 
Because uh, because where else would you put it? I, you got to put it down there. We of don't course. know what's down there. It's a, a time travel base, apparently. Now, yeah. <laughs> Walker claimed they're not going to like that I'm that I'm saying this, but so be it. So he's tired of it. He's got to get to see. He's got to tell the world about what the British government's doing to him. Hmm. Can't he can't hold it in any longer. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, how about this? Why don't before I tell you what what happens in the year forty four thirteen? What what's your bold prediction? Ooh, um, bold prediction. I'm gonna guess at least three world wars, like massive <laughs> ones, the rise and fall of humanity a couple of times, uh, human expansion into the fucking galaxy, alien expansion onto Earth. Uh, what else? Maybe the moon breaking up. That's a fame. That's a popular one. Oh, okay. Well, um, he, now here's the thing about Mr. Walker here. He, he doesn't give us that much detail. He's kind of just going to tell what the world's like at this point. So, okay. Now Lewis claims, uh, in the year 4413, the skies will be overtaken by flying cars, but... That is not the boldest claim. He says by the year 4413, humans will be completely overtaken by robots. Humans will morph into robot-human hybrids. Uh, Lewis claims that literally the only humans that exist in 4413 are time travelers like himself. Now, Lewis claims he was really shocked that the robots even allowed him to visit in the first place. But he went on to say that the robot robots that he spoke to were much, much nicer than humans. In fact, not only are robots much more intelligent than humans ever were, they have a much, much more advanced compassion and caring emotion than humans ever could, according to Mr. Uh, Walker here. So... Basically, we got like nice Terminator happening here. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about Mr. Walker and his claims here? That's a nice little spin on cyborgs. Uh, actually telling like telling us that they're more human than human. That's pretty. I don't know. That's it's a nice little if you wrote it into a book like that, you could probably spin a little bit, you know, pretty well. <laughs> um, do you, I mean, I would assume by this year. We'd have to be to the point where we have like cybernetics and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that happening, but you would still have it's not, he makes it seem like it's just robots with like human parts. Like that's what he's making it, but kind of like the feeling of it. it like he's, I mean, he, he's it, making it seem like, oh, these people aren't even human anymore, but really it would be a human with, you know, cybernetic parts. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a robot with human parts, you know? His article, like, kind of makes it sound like the robots got sick of humans controlling them, killed them, and then kind of, like, recreated them, kind of, I guess, if that makes sense. Huh. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I think he's nuts. But, uh, you know what? The, a little bit. Now, I said he has a connection to Noah the Time Traveler now. Um, what links them both together is this alleged time traveler spoke to Apex TV, which is the YouTube channel. 
So are you picking up a little bit of a theme here? Yes, I am. So the- I think Apex, either Apex TV is apparently has the largest group of time travelers we've ever seen in our life, or they pay these people to say this stupid shit. I'm going to guess the latter, because I don't think that <laughs> Apex TV, who I'm just hearing about for the first time, I don't think they're going to be the destination for a stable of time travelers. Hey, I will recommend anybody, you're bored, go ahead and uh, just look it up. Check their channel. Don't click on too much, because we don't want them to like keep doing this. But uh, it, it's fun. It's really fun, honestly. Like... Listening to time travelers talk is like really fun. Yeah, it it is. Well, just to like, so did this guy have his identity out there, or was he also he was like fuzzy imaged? He was blurred out. Oh, of course he was, because you. That's the funny thing is, it's like, oh my, I, I got into time travel because my dad worked for the Ministry of Defense and blah blah blah. And then if you found out who he really was, his dad was a garbage man, and you know, like his mom was an alcoholic housewife and. He just has an imagination, you know. Here, like, I'm gonna, would, I want to challenge you on one thing, though. The English Channel is like the brownest, poopiest water I've ever seen in my life. So you don't know what's down there. That is true. It's very murky, <laughs> very murky water. There could be a time travel thing down there. <laughs> there could be a base down there. Let's I, uh, any of our English fans, please message one of us and like tell us if there is a time travel base down there. Yeah. If you can see it through the muck. Oh, that's pretty. What a random place to put. This, he claims they put the base. What a random thing. Yeah. It is a little bit more creative than like we have a time travel base. Okay. Where is it? The dark side of the moon. Like, <laughs> you know, one of those bullshit things like they always say. Yeah. Why don't we have more underwater bases? That We feel like we need more underwater bases. Yeah, definitely. I mean. If, uh, what was it? The show Stargate. I think they had an underwater base in that show. Sea Lab 2021. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's move on to the last one. Now, I got to take a deep breath for this because this, I'm going to do my best to explain it. I might just literally add in the YouTube clip audio talking about this to explain what this is all about because. It is so complicated, uh, but once you watch, you kind of understand it. But uh, have you ever heard of the Australian Time Travel Study Group? No, I have not. Okay, so this this isn't a time traveler per se, but it has something to do with time traveling. A time traveling object, I guess? Uh it's it's uh, let's just I'll try to dive in here. Uh, the Australian Time Travel Study Group is run, run by a South American man, South Australian man named Rob Pengeli. I think it is. Uh, he just goes by Rob Peggy or something like that. Um, according to his rather archaic website, the group is organized around evidence of humans time traveling for eons. The group claims there are references to time travel in Greek myths, Christian Bible stories, and Nostradamus. Now, I'm going to be reading basically the uh, an article from a Vice reporter. We all know Vice, right? Yeah. 
he he apparently heard about this and he went to Rob and because Rob offers a free workshop to teach you about how uh, you can learn about his how he discovered this time traveling shit. Now, Rob said, what, what an awesome certificate to hang on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rob sets a few ground rules here. It's pretty simple. No pictures, no recording, no weird uh, prediction questions. You can't ask Rob that. Rob says he'll take pictures for you, and then he'll give you his favorite ones. Okay. Now, Rob then takes the reporter into a room containing a very old computer, and this is when Rob revealed the source of how he was able to connect the Bible and time traveling and that was through Windows 95. Now, nice. I know what you're saying here. Okay, I know you're like Windows it's it's not Windows 95, but I think the computer's running Windows 95. All right, Phil. So, before we get even deeper into this, where's your mind right now? Well, I mean, I really like how you mentioned how he has a crappy website. I imagine that he made that shitty HTML website on that old ass computer. He probably thinks Netscape Navigators like of the future. Oh, I'm I'm sure he does. Going. Yeah, a bit. It looks like if you go to this website, because you can really go to the website. Um, it looks straight out of fucking 1995. Yeah, he's got like a time traveling fucking 1990s version of an IBM. So why would you? No need to update. No, <laughs> just let her roll. He's got dial up internet. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to read the exact quote from the Vice reporter in his article, and then I'm going to try to explain what the other video I watched actually is doing with this, because right now it's kind of, it's very confusing. But uh, Rob instructed me to observe certain details as they occurred. Then he hit enter. A pixelated intro video explained that Moses described a Void and darkness in Genesis 1-2. And then the screen went dark for three seconds, just as predicted. And then, as I hear calming beats, beach sounds through the computer's built-in speakers, I read that Moses also prophesized the uproar of surging, ma- surging mass of water. Rob asked if I heard the roaring sound of breaking surf. I told him I could. Now, are you following this? He's connecting. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like he ripped this computer out of a library after he video, and he thought it was the greatest thing on earth. <laughs> but you can imagine what he, you can kind of envision what he's doing, right? Like the computer's making a noise, and then he's saying, "Oh, look, Moses talked about the noise, or he like Moses talked about avoid in darkness in Genesis one two. That meant the black screen on the computer." And then it made a beach sound. So then Ma- Moses prophesied the uproar of a surging mass of water, which Moses is talking about. That mass of water is the sound coming from the computer. Do you get it? He, he realizes how computers work, right? <laughs> like someone actually wrote that program and like inserted that audio. <laughs> but, okay, I'm going to come back to that. In the explanation, let me finish reading here. It's just like two paragraphs. Uh, Rob ticked evidence off his list and things got weirder. 
Revelations 5.1 in the New Testament told that an ancient book would be sealed with seven seals. The number of the seventh seal, it was prophesied, would be 144,000. What could this mean? Rob instructed me to check the size of the file that launched the program. It was 143,442 bytes small. Rob uh, ticked off another item. He was claiming that in Revelations they just round up because they didn't understand what a byte was at mm-hmm. that point. Now, after a whole lot more, I decided I'd seen enough. At least I get caught in this web of time-related inferences and never got out. So we stopped and Rob looked at me uh, expectantly. He asked what time period I'd go back to and thinking of Midnight in Paradise, Paris... I said, 1920s. He looked at me surprised and told me it would be better to go back to biblical times (laughs) with technology to impress the locals and to warn of the coming wars. That was about as close as we got to bonding. He told me the session was over. Now, uh, what do you make of this fellow so far, Phil? Yeah, he's... uh... Oh, man, he needs to go. Here's what, like, if he just took some, you can take some, like, classes on (laughs) kind of, like, mind manipulation and actually getting someone to say biblical times without him asking you, oh, what time would you go back to? And then you say, oh, you know, the, I'd love to see, like, the, like, the changes that came in the 60s. And then he's like, maybe you should say biblical times. Like, (laughs) if you want me to say that, just say it, you know? (laughs) Well, I think don't, he wants to, ask. I think he wants to go back to biblical times. Oh, well, I thought that he was trying to like try to like make a point or get you to see something. So I no, thought that's he, what was going on. I think oh, they okay. were like joking around and Ronald's like, why wouldn't you want to go back to biblical times? Like I, I don't it wasn't a great time for people, Robert. I don't I don't know what to tell you. No, it was a horrible time. Like most people were lucky if they lived into their 40s. Like with all of their limbs is not. (laughs) No. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, let me let me try to explain the whole overview of Ronald Pegg's discovery. So the specific disc that he was talking about while uh, trying to explain this to the vice reporter is a I think it's a instructional game kind of thing called. uh the ancient civilizations of the Mediterranean. Now, you we all remember these discs from when they first started putting computers in school. You'd put it in. Mm-hmm. It was like a educational game kind of thing. Now, what Ronald did is within the game, there's like little icons you click on to have like a lion and all this shit. And he went and found all these writings in ancient texts, biblical texts or whatever, and basically he believes that this program was given to, uh, well, program and computer was given to uh, ancient prophets to kind of like look at, and they didn't know how to explain it, so they refer to how the program operates in biblical texts, like Moses was talking about the surging water, well, According to Ron or Robert, he just heard the little water icon on the disc, the little game or whatever. So 
and he he has all these Egyptian things where it's like they have a hieroglyphic of like a CD, and he thinks they're talking about this CD. Okay, so uh, so it's starting to come together a little bit yeah. now. I mean, it's just as stupid before, but <laughs> it's so funny because I didn't I mean it's it's just you would have to look. It's one of those people who if you met them in a bar and they were talking about this, you just kind of like back off slowly and be like, OK, OK. Oh, I I, I hear my friends calling me, you know, OK, <laughs> just get out of there. I think someone like. prophesies me leaving now, Robert. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, the thing that he like in his little video, he literally has uh, apparently Joseph Smith of the Mormon legend has uh, he he's the last person who's had this computer and disc like he's because they have like a picture of him or something. And it looks like he's holding a plastic CD-ROM case. Like he's showing people his his uh, ancient civilizations of the Mediterranean CD-ROM. Wasn't uh, Mormons, wasn't uh, Joseph Smith's big thing like the, the seer stones? the Like the round stones that he claimed were well, the ability it, to like read the tab, the golden tablets? Well, apparently, according to uh, uh, Robert he here. CD-ROM. The CD-ROM is a seer stone. Oh, okay. The specific one about I, ancient I civilizations of the Mediterranean. Yeah, nice. It's, uh, that's why I think when I, you know, when I uh, editing this or whatever, I I might actually include like the seven minute explanation from another crazy man on how all these are connected because it's just like where the fuck is this coming from? I I, I don't know. It's just. Ah, oh, God. I I don't know how you get this shitty fucking CD-ROM from 1995 and think it's a goddamn prophecy time traveler seerstone. I love it how some people, like, whatever time you're in, they're always like, oh, this is the future, like, in the 90s CD-ROMs. This is the future, like, this is, they're going to be using this in 50 years, a thousand years, you know, like... They're just yeah. anything that comes out. They think it's like the, the biggest thing ever. <laughs> like it's never going to be anything bigger than floppy disks. There's, you know, or just like, remember, uh, we were talking about the Jetsons before in the Jetsons. They were using like their computers at work. We're all still using like the little tablets that had like the little hole punches in it. Oh, they yeah. were still using those for their computers because they thought in 200 years they would still be using those for computers. Like it's kind of the same thing. That's a good point, actually. Huh. He thinks it's he thinks that like the '90s were like the best time for technology. So, <laughs> or maybe that's just the time that he did a lot of mushrooms and <laughs> he just. Kind I don't. Of I don't it. think this guy has ever done mushrooms. He might have like snorted a line of fucking Splenda sugar or something. I don't know, but he. Yeah. <sighs> okay, hold on. Let me. Let's just let's let's let ourselves get weird here for a second. So let's say <laughs> let's say. Uh, Robert, like, this is actually a real thing, right? Let's just, hypothetically, who the fuck is giving this to ancient people? And why, what the, what, why are, why are they giving it to ancient people? Like, what purpose does a CD-ROM educating them about the ancient civilizations of the Mediterranean? Like, what is that going to help them? If I was the vice reporter, I would ask the guy, like, okay, so this obviously runs 
by plugging into an outlet on the wall for electricity. <laughs> if you take this back in time, what do you plug it into? I would ask that. That's the first thing I would ask. Well, one of those uh, Iraqi batteries. You remember them? They found them? Oh, yeah. The big uh, – they were basically like large with a piece of metal inside and yeah. yeah. I think you yeah. put, you put uh, what, orange juice in there? Yeah, some kind of like a – there's a catalyst and like a electrolysis type situation. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, so no, but like who – like who – is this supposed to be coming from God? Is that who's given – these people, the CD-ROM. Did he think that like that was the exact computer and the exact CD-ROM, or did he think that that was the same program? I'm a little fuzzy on that. I see. I don't know. I couldn't tell. It. I don't know if he has the exact one that's been traveling through time. Like it kind of sounds like that, but it also just could be he has a copy of it. See, that's what would make more sense uh, if I was talking to the guy and I I would ask him like. Is this the exact computer that was taken <laughs> back, the exact CD-ROM, or is this, like, just the same program? And, like, see what he says in that situation. I mean, But if he claims, like, this is the actual CD-ROM that Joseph Smith is holding, then you're just like, okay, dude, I can't even read – I can't even put the string on the wall with you right now. He just, is too stupid, too I crazy. mean, if you look at the pictures of it, it kind of looks like it's been surviving for about 4,000 years. <laughs> oh. Oh, if you, yeah, any computer from back in what, you know, almost 30, 25, 30 years from now or ago, like a lot of those computers look like they've been through hell. It's because they were in a fucking kindergarten class for the past 18 years, <laughs> you most know, of them. You know what the sad thing is? Like, it's too bad whoever was giving this to ancient people didn't realize that if they just waited maybe, you know, another 10 years, that uh, they would have like laptops. They would have, you know, uh, hard drives. You wouldn't even need disks anymore. Like, goddamn, they could have really, they wouldn't have had to lug around this giant fucking CRT Windows 95 computer. Yeah, but then the 144,000 number wouldn't match up because like a, what a, a thumb drive has 32 gigabytes. I think like the cheap ones now. 32 gigabytes? Yeah, but that's way more than 150, uh, basically 150,000 bytes. Yeah, exactly. That's like in the billions of bytes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, the bytes is the size of the program. Oh, it's not the size of the disk, it's the size of the program. Yeah, yeah. When you, oh, okay. You save the disk or whatever on the computer, that's how much it takes to operate or something. Okay, gotcha. <sighs> anyway, um, <laughs> It's a it's a great uh, it's honestly it's a great piece of I'm glad that you finished with it because it's a great piece of bullshit story. He, <laughs> just, I think he it's might awesome be, to dissect. He might be my favorite of all six time travelers we've talked about because he is clearly the craziest of all of them. Honestly, it would be if I had a a friend like I work with or that I knew who was like bigger into conspiracy than I was and actually believed it. And they tried to pull out their flat earth or their chemtrail shit. And then you pull this bad boy out. You could, <laughs> that's, it's like fucking Trump card. You just fucking slam this shit down on a table and everyone shuts up. <laughs> I, you know what, Phil? I think that's a brilliant idea. I think that's a sub D merchandise idea. We'll make replicas of this <laughs> copy of the ancient civilizations of the Mediterranean. And we'll just like put our little logo in the corner and, 
And like this can be everybody's time traveling seer stone. Like everybody can have one. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fucking badass. Like, I'm gonna send you a picture of the cover of this thing because it just looks terrible too. Like it is such a terrible looking CD ROM too, straight out of fucking nineteen ninety-five. I imagine it's just like like back in those days, in order to use a computer I had to go to the library. And then to use those programs you would have to like basically sign out the CD-ROM from the old librarian chick who had no idea how to fucking run that shit either. No. So, yeah. Maybe that's I, what I this imagine, guy... Though. Maybe Ronald... Or I'm sorry, I keep calling him Ronald. Uh, Robert stole this from his local library and he's too ashamed to take it back, so he just made up this elaborate story about it. I imagine. That's probably why he's trying to set this whole thing up just so he can pay those fucking horrible uh, <laughs> library fees that he has. He sounds like the kind of person who would actually pay a library fee. Probably. <laughs> anyway, Phil, um, let's uh, let's close this out here. If uh, anybody has a copy of the ancient civilizations of the Mediterranean from 1995, where can they uh, send us a picture of that at? Well, we got an email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. We've been getting a lot of good emails in the last couple of months from people, so thanks for that. The easiest way to get a hold of us is Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, Same thing. Been hearing a lot of uh, of good comments lately, so keep that up. Uh, We also have our own Instagram. Mine is sdpodphil. I never post anything. Never check it. Cody, you've got a couple? Yeah, you can follow my personal uh instagram at cody's above i don't really post that much either but uh it's the uh, best way to talk to me anyway um you can follow my other podcast bumblebub podcast on instagram or you can uh, find it on your favorite uh, podcasting application the last thing we need you to do is to just log on to itunes leave the show a five-star review doesn't really matter what you say just leave something in the comments and make sure it's five star or if you are a Spotify user, which uh, is is much better, uh, just hit the follow button and you get updates whenever the uh, episodes are released. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed another round of uh, wacky time travelers. They're always fun to talk about. Who knows if they're uh, real or not. Maybe old Robert Pegley or whatever will leave us a five-star review. That would make my day. Uh, oh, but an email from him would be great. I'd love that. <laughs> I chat. would fucking love that so much. But uh, otherwise, guys, we'll see you next week. Alright, thanks, guys. Queensland researcher Ronald Pegg discovered evidence of at least seven time-travelling encounters back in the past. He revealed that the contents of this 1995 compact disc and the computer from which it was viewed are documented in at least 20 ancient texts from within a 5,000-year period of history. Pegg claimed that anyone can compare the descriptions from the ancient stories and texts with the pictures from this CD-ROM and clearly see the connections. He states that this disc was known by various names in the past, such as the Seer Stone, Sun Disc, Philosopher's Stone, and by Nostradamus as the Wheel of Destiny of Nations, and in Sumerian, Akkadian, and Egyptian mythologies as the Tablet of Fate 
the Tablet of Destinies and the Aten. Taking up his challenge are investigated encounters documented in these various periods. The earliest descriptions were found in Mesopotamian stories from around 3000 BCE. Let us list the named gods of summer, Acadia and Egypt by their characteristics. Aspu was the god of fresh water. Ishtar was an eight-pointed star. Horus was a falcon. Now compare this list with the sequence of pictures from this CD. Formless waste. Fresh water. Salty sea. Sky. Boat. Sun, eight-pointed star. Breath of wind. Earth. Soaring bird. Cat or lion. Cow or bull. Female. This confirmed Peck's claim that he had found the source of the ancient god stories. An encounter within the New Kingdom period of Egypt is documented in four separate chronicles. The papyrus of Arnie depicts this picture from the CD-ROM, explains that the underside of the disc shines, and shows that the protruding ledge is a saddle for the disc in the side of a box. The Legend of Atlantis relates this picture from the CD-ROM. Alternate zones encircling one another, larger and smaller. There were two touching the land, and three touching the water. From the Aitken cult, the worshipped Ra disc, depicted by these glyphs, was a representation of the shape of the compact disc. This encounter spawned the world's first monotheistic religion. The stories later told by Moses were about pictures he saw from the CD-ROM. For example, the creation account refers to its opening sequence of pictures. The darkness, the faces on the water, sunlight, the sky, water, land with creatures, cattle, creeping thing, beast, birds, male, female. The encounter by Moses spawned the world's second monotheistic religion. Just like the others, Pegg had shown that the source of the biblical creation account was not of divine origin. In this old Bible, drawn opposite Genesis chapter 1, clearly evident is the form of a compact disc with the sea and sky picture from the ancient CD-ROM within it. An encounter around 600 years later was documented by at least three Hebrew prophets. In Jerusalem, Lehi called the Windrose Compass the Lyona Compass and described the round compact disc as being held by two spindles. In Babylon, Ezekiel described the Windrose Compass as a whirlwind, like a cloud of fire enfolding itself, and four of the icons on the map as the face of a man, a lion facing to the right, an ox facing to the left, like an eagle. He describes the four dotted blue rings as being in the middle of a wheel. Regarding this temple, Ezekiel extensively documented the images and measurements from the Etruscan temple section, especially the hole in the temple wall. The king of Babylon reported seeing this picture and described the helmet of gold, his silver breast, his brass belly, 
his leg irons and his clay-coloured feet and described this statue as a stone was cut out without hands. Also in Babylon, Daniel described the four cardinal points of the Windrose Compass as being above the sea and that behind the lion icon are a raised up bear with three ribs in its mouth, a leopard and a beast breaking and trampling the ground. Daniel reported the name of one of the human male time travellers who showed and told him these things as Gabriel. An encounter another 600 years later was documented by the Roman citizen Paul and by Peter from Galilee and retold by others such as Matthew, Luke and John. Ronald Pegg found that this CD-ROM is the textual source for the other descriptions in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke known in some scholastic circles as the Q source document. Twelve life and parables of Jesus were Mark's accounts of seeing various pictures from the CD-ROM. For example, in the Tyre and Sidon sections, walking by the sea, casting a net into the sea, were Simon and Andrew. Straight away they left their nets and followed him. Then in another ship mending their nets were James, John and their father, and nearby, the hired servants. In an encounter by John on Patmos Island with the CD-ROM, he reports it as a book written within and read from the backside and calls the seven iconic doorways on the map page seven seals. One of the two time travellers, noted as elders by John, told him the file size of the program rounded up. The pictures he saw from the CD-ROM include the sea of glass on the map page and round about the four animal icons which he names as a lion, a calf, a man and like a soaring eagle. A specific sequence of pictures include a horse standing on a white light whose rider had a bow and crown, a red horse, a black horse whose rider is holding scales and a pale elephant whose rider looks like the Grim Reaper. 500 years later in Arabia, another encounter with the time traveller Gabriel was documented by the prophet Muhammad. He documents that the white sailboat cursor revealed wonderful pictures and in reverse order he lists the sea, the sky, a visited icon and the open book by the mountain. Muhammad then compares the size of the boat seen earlier to the height of the mountain. Nostradamus called this CD-ROM the Wheel of Destiny of Nations and drew this picture where the eight segments represent the eight main sections from the ancient CD-ROM. Other future historical events shown and told to him by a time traveller were hidden within the words of his works. The Queen of France described the compact disc and monitor as a magic circle and a magic mirror. An encounter with a time traveller was perceived by witness Joseph Smith to be an angel. Besides the golden plates, other artefacts were given to him by the angel, being a CD-ROM and its plastic jewel case. Plastic had not yet been invented at that time, yet a picture clearly shows Joseph Smith holding a plastic CD case. Ronald Pegg's conclusion. Encounters with time travellers showing the ancient CD-ROM is the ultimate source of all mythologies and all religions during this time period on planet Earth. The world-breaking discoveries report entitled A New Era Begins 
contains a definitive summary of 10 years of findings.